what's, so what's the deal y'all what's up guys it's makita and danny and we are going bad yes welcome back to the going back going <laughs> going bad podcast i do that every time um <clears throat> we are coming to you today uh you know this is our job this is what we do we don't get paid for this <laughs> we don't get paid but <laughs> We've, we've committed ourselves to uh, being here with you guys every single week. Um, it's a somber episode. Um, over the weekend, <clears throat> our favorite rapper. I'm going to say my hero. Favorite rapper. Rapper, hero, homie, <sighs> neighborhood nip was shot and killed. Outside of the Marathon Store, formerly Slauson Tees, formerly Slauson Ave. Um, and we are devastated. I'm <clears throat> devastated. Uh, I grew up in the 60s. I've lived on damn near every street in the 60s. And... Um, Nipsey used to come by my house and chop it up with the homies. So anybody that know me and know my, me in the sixties is always niggas around. And he was, he was a, the neighborhood hero and, uh, I feel lost. Um, I'm confused. I'm mad. I'm sad. Um, I, the tears won't stop. They come, they go. It's just, I'm just disappointed in a, in the city. I'm disappointed in the hood. I'm just very, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, this is, um, <clears throat> this is definitely a tough one because he meant a lot to a lot of people. And, I would, I mean, I, I would go as far to say he was the most respected dude in the city, like, off off top. I would I would go to say West Coast. I would go. I would say that, too. West Coast. Oh. I, matter of <clears throat> fact, America. I'm going to just say it. The world, Craig. The world. <laughs> the world. No, no, for real, for real. And I, I think this has affected a lot of people in. His spirit is very strong. And a lot of people feeling it for a sure. A lot of people are feeling this. The whole, I'm going to say the whole world feeling it because before Nipsey toured over here, he was in Japan. Mm. He was overseas, Amsterdam. They, the world loved Nipsey. He's, people from Australia come to his store. He touched a lot of people. And for those <clears throat> who haven't, who didn't get a chance to know Nipsey or to experience his music or see him live and y'all just learning about him. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> you know, better late than ever. Um, even though he's only had one studio album, he left us with a catalog. Dumb catalog. Catalog. Going back for over a decade. And we're talking about each, each, each CD has. Bangers, classics. 23, 21, 23 songs. Mm-hmm. And he repped his hood to the fullest. He never stopped. He repositioned. 
He took losses. He went to jail. He got out. He just, you he know. Never, he didn't quit, man. He never quit. The marathon always continues, and it. Um, and I'm just, I'm just hurt because he, I feel like he is the only nigga. He was the only nigga that could show these niggas out here how to be real niggas. Mm-hmm. The only one. Yeah, there's, <clears throat> I think every generation has, I won't even say every generation. I say once every few generations, there's niggas that come around that are just not cut like everybody else. Like, what nobody cut like Nick, bro? Like, in all the times, and I'm not even from Crenshaw District, <clears throat> but having, you know, when I moved over there in 09, like, you could really feel that shit. Like, I knew who Nipsey was, and I fuck with his music, but after, when I moved over there, I'm like, damn, like, they really fuck with this nigga. And then, because he was such a humble and regular dude, and when I found out he owned businesses, <laughs> he owned, you know, he owned a business in the same community, and he would still pop out and be around, and he would still be hanging out with his day ones, and there'll be times where you see his car on a block, you know what I'm saying? You, niggas just don't do that. No, you'll never see Jay-Z, Niggas Puff don't Daddy, do just hanging out on a block without a bunch of security, mm-hmm. with a, just kicking it with niggas they knew. Mm-hmm. They usually take those niggas and bring them into their environment, mm-hmm. which is understandable. But Nipsey will bring you into a new world. It was a new world for him, too. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just uh, them. He grew with them. Everything he literally he, put his whole section on. The whole section. Like, I don't know, man. The, he, he put the whole section on. And for the niggas in jail, that road, that all that shit that he rap about, that the niggas behind bars is doing time for, and I know a bunch of them, a whole bunch of them, that everything Nipsey meant so much is, and they can relate so much is because everything he rapped about, everything he said, was true. Mm-hmm. It was never no funny shit. He wasn't never trying to do shit for for clout. He was never trying to do shit just to fit in and be commercial. That wasn't him. He did everything his own way. From selling hundred dollar mixtapes, thousand dollar mixtapes. He did it he, he he did it his way and he was so innovative and I want to take time to acknowledge and give a ma- major shout out to his brother, Black Sam. Oh yeah, for sure, off top. <clears throat> Sam and I know I I know Sam and Sam is the most humblest, cool, down to earth. He was the man with the plan, and those two brothers together were on track to take over the world. Whatever happened, however it happened, whether all these conspiracies or whatever, that don't really even matter. It don't matter how he died. It What matters is how we pick up the pieces and we carry on his legacy and everything that he wanted and he strived to do. Um, I pray that the section, my section, Gets it together, picks it up, and carries that torch. For real. It's going to take a lot of organizing, a lot of 
you know, I'm at, I'm at the point where I'm like, well, what do y'all need me to do? Right. And I'm just <clears throat> one person. And if everybody had that mentality, um, we would be unstoppable. And they understood that. They understood that we not broke. We got money. We like nice shit. Why we always got to go somewhere else to get some bullshit? Mm-hmm. Why we can't have everything that we need right here at our fingertips? From the fat burger mm-hmm. to the shopping center. And he closed on some other commercial properties in the area. He had the STEM center. What is Vector it? Vector 90. Vector 90. He even partnerships. Was, and one of the cool things that I really respected was he was one of the ones. I'm from West LA in Midtown. So he was one of the ones that helped bring <clears throat> the skating rink back. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he also on the fish spot on Pico Redondo, mm. which got some spanking ass food. I never <laughs> and, been there. Um, <laughs> yeah, Pico's on Pico Redondo. It's called the fish spot. He was a uh, part owner of that, and um, I don't know, just just what he meant to me, man. I've never, I've never met this man personally. I've seen him before, but I've never met him. Um, he was just, he he really motivated me to like just really change how I think and how I like my work ethic <clears throat> like because that's everything man like how I uh you know all my entrepreneur entrepreneurial endeavors like were inspired by Nipsey Hussle like <sighs> fuck man and I'm, I'm just pissed <clears throat> to be honest with you I'm we're gonna keep all the way real and raw I'm I'm pissed and I'm hurt just like a lot of people because this was a nigga that actually cared about the community and that was actually doing shit. He wasn't just saying, he wasn't just talking it. He was actually doing it and had been doing it for a long time. Like a long time. giving niggas jobs, felons who couldn't go in anywhere else and get a job. You know what I'm saying? Even people who wanted to be like rappers and stuff, he, he would, he was signing them to their label, but they also, he was giving them a job so they could support themselves while they chase that, chase their dream. You know what I'm saying? Like shit like that. And then, he just, he just didn't deserve it, man. He didn't deserve it. Um, and it, it, for me, over the last few days since Sunday, Sunday when I found out, um, I was in disbelief. On Monday when I woke up, I was just, I cried. I cried for like two or three hours straight when I woke up. I had to get up and go to work, and it was just, it was awful. Yesterday came around and I did good. Yesterday afternoon came around about five o'clock. I'm sitting at my desk bawling. I mean bawling and just crying and crying and crying and crying because I couldn't under I was hurt because I couldn't understand how the hood allowed this to happen. They were he was their responsibility. And I didn't understand because where I come from and being around the niggas that we be around, I didn't, I didn't been there with shootouts. I didn't been there. My house then got shot up, and niggas was always busting back. I just did. I couldn't wrap my my head around it because everybody I know and everything I know about the hood and how we operate and who the shooters are and. Everything I knew, I just I just didn't understand. Like, how did we let this happen? How nobody had a burner? How y'all, I just, I, I couldn't fathom it. I just didn't understand. Um, 
I don't blame anybody now except the person that actually killed them. Um, and you know, Nip was at home. He wasn't, you know, he probably, he, he felt safe because he was where he always been for the last 20 some odd years, the same place where he hustled, the same place where he built the same place that he owned. And he always took care of his people. He went so far to buy the whole shopping center because Man. the landlord didn't want to let his homies hang out. So he said, oh, I got you. They rented out of that motherfucker until they was able to own it. And then once they owned it, you can't tell nobody nothing. They can do whatever the fuck they want to do on that parking lot until Sam say it's time to go. And I think, At this point. And I, and I, that's and see here's like everybody hurt mad like i think that's where my anger comes in because it's like i don't give a fuck who you are who you were what hood you from i ain't no gang member but i mean we all got affiliations this la everybody affiliated in some way shape shape or form like where i'm from i'm from um i grew up in the marvins the 60s is enemies you feel me so it's like even sworn enemies. When I went up to the marathon store on uh, what was that Monday, I seen quite a few of the Marvins up there. Niggas like boohoo crying, grown ass niggas boohoo crying because of what happened to Nip. And I think, and what I was gonna say was he was so respected in the city. He he really he really kind of changed the dynamic of how gang banging really mm-hmm. is because before Nip really you didn't see like you couldn't really move around the city like that mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying but Nip was one of the type of niggas where he could go anywhere mm-hmm. and everybody knew like he was not to be touched because mm-hmm. he was just so solid of a dude he was so respected that everybody knew better I don't give a fuck if you you know what I'm saying I don't give a fuck where you from this nigga so we a, thought everybody knew better so we thought and I think that's it, like what. When I got the text from Keita, like, which really caught me off guard because I woke up from a nap and I got a text like they shot Nipsey. And I'm thinking to my, my first thought was, how? Who in their right fucking mind would shoot Nip? Like, and then the way that he died, bro, like that shit, it irritates me and it makes me so mad because it's like, nigga, you got the audacity to shoot this nigga on his own property, mm-hmm. the property that he put there, like shit that he was building up for the betterment of the mm-hmm. community where you say you from. Mm-hmm. And then you going to shoot him double back, and triple then, back, triple back. And you going to kick that nigga while he down. No, like that shit that makes me furious. Like right. he treated, he treated my nigga like a tramp ass nigga instead of the, the king he was and a, a real respected dude. Mm-hmm. Like, that to me right there i was like oh he was like he was he must have been trying to prove a point i don't know what he was trying to do but that shit right there that made that it made the whole city it made me so upset and then to see it all on photo tape i think that's where everybody was fucked up at you know what i'm saying like you gonna kick the nigga while he down after his soul done already left his body what was that and and I think that my anger came from seeing that as well. And I was mad at, at the actions of what he was doing. And I just didn't understand, like, the he kept coming back because nobody was out there shooting. 
Mm-hmm. Nobody was out there That's what with the get back because he tried to. He ran away, but he saw he was expecting shots and didn't hear none. Mm-hmm. And so he came back and then came back again. And I think we all like we're like everybody is like, where was everybody at? Like, like where, was this? where was this? Where was this? Where was that? Like he didn't need. The thing about it is, if you ain't safe at your house, where are you going to be safe at? If you ain't safe at your house, in your house, where else you going to be safe? He was at home. He wasn't out in the streets. When Biggie got shot, he wasn't at home. Mm-hmm. When Tupac got shot, he wasn't at home. And I think- Nipsey was at home where mm-hmm. he owned his property where he belonged. He was he wasn't nowhere he wasn't supposed to be. He mm-hmm. wasn't in the wrong place at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. At all. It's not one of those situations where oh they, you know, no. He I, I ain't going to lie. He did get caught slipping, but he did. He, it, it ain't it ain't that something he should have had to worry about. It, yeah, exactly. It's the thing where it's like I'm comfortable. This is home. I shouldn't have to worry about myself. This is my hood. Everybody know who I am. How dare you? Yeah. How dare you? Like I That's exactly I, how I feel. How like and I just feel like we don't get people like Nipsey but one every twenty years, I'm estimating. You get the Martin and the Malcolm and the the Huey Newton, mm. you get the Pac, you get the Nipsey. The next Nipsey is 20 years out. We don't get them that often. And they get cut down so young because I, I believe because they, they, they purpose gets served kind of early. And although I know that Nipsey had a lot more work that he needed to do, he was putting it all on his back. Mm-hmm. He put, he put the city on his back. He would go out, do shows, cut some checks, come back, drop it off in the hood. Mm-hmm. repeat and he kept doing it and that was his hustler mentality you get some money you stack your bread you flip it you take it back you flip it again re-up and he kept reing up and bringing it back to the hood mm-hmm. and because he wasn't doing no shit nowhere else no, he wasn't like, he was doing it where he was supposed to do yeah. where he was supposed to do it at and from being over there living on Van Ness living on Second Ave living on Madden, living on 11th, living on 10th, living on Bryanhurst. I roam me, those, that's, that's my territory. That's where I'm from. Uh, you know, that's where I spent most of my, half of my life. And I'm not even from there, like people that I know, like my daughter's dad is from 6-0. And he went to, elementary school with Nipsey. My baby daddy is locked up. That's his childhood friend. And I can't, if I feel the way I feel, I can only imagine mm-hmm. how people who grew up with him, rode bikes with him, you know, did little stupid shit like the memories. I, I, I know being around them and hanging out with them how they stories are like, bro, you remember that one time? Yeah. You remember this one time? Uh, you remember this? And they have so many pictures like, and, uh, something that came to me today is that when I look at 
pictures of everybody as teenagers, like when they was first getting put on and they taking pictures and stuff like that. I can look at that picture and and go through. You it, it could be a picture of twenty nine of them dead. Yeah. The other the other five of them in jail, and whatever's left is what's left. Yeah. Even today, I was watching um, the Marathon Clothing Store documentary where they were just talking about how they grew up, where they grew up, and blah blah blah. And they hop out the car. It's Nip, Sam, Adam, and both the fats. Yeah. And boom, half of that gone. Half of that's gone. And that wasn't even shot that long ago. No, it was like 2017, like right before the opening of the store, I believe. And, and it's like that all the time. It's like that all the time. And I'm not no big, you know, stop the gun violence type of person. Or I don't preach that agenda or nothing like that because I understand the streets because at this point and I'm to keep it all the way a buck with you I'm like shit nigga I need to learn how to shoot you know what I'm saying because most definitely these street, I mean I know I'm a woman and it's different for women no it ain't different no you right it ain't different because I know me mm. and I know a lot of women we deal with hood niggas and if you listen to this and you don't deal with no hood nigga we not talking about you but it's one thing to be in a car with your nigga and him protecting you. Mm-hmm. And it's another thing being in a car with your nigga and y'all being able to protect each other. Yeah. It's a difference. And I know from hanging, riding around with my nigga in the car, I didn't have to do a lot of shit that I probably shouldn't have done. Didn't even think that I would ever have to do just because of the life that he chose. And me choosing to deal with him, I got to deal with that shit too. And I feel so bad and sad for Lauren because, she, you know, she going through, like, I would have rather him been caught with it than without it. I'd rather yeah. them come take me to jail for having it on me mm-hmm. than for me to not have it and be dead. I can be, at least I'm in jail and I'm alive. Yeah. And. And it's sad that you have to say it like that, but that's just how it is. Like, my baby daddy is, my daughter's dad is in jail, and he's been in jail for nine years. My daughter's nine years old. And he's still got time left. And it's exhausting going up to the prison. It's exhausting waking up early. It's expensive having collect phone calls. It's expensive buying shit up there, getting back and forth. Some of the, it's not, it's not easy, but I would rather do that than to go to a cemetery. I can still talk to him and I can still, you know, tell him my feelings, tell him how I feel. My daughter can still talk to him and it's just so unfortunate and I don't care where you from or what nobody say. I don't care where they're going to send you. Keep it on you. Yeah. Keep it on you. Because I know when it's I used to hang many, out. There's so many instances that's been occurring. When I hang out with the homies, who got the burner? You got a burner. If I, you ain't got a burner, I ain't standing next to you. Yeah. Because I need to be near a shooter. Period. And this is when I used to hang out. Of course, I don't hang out anymore. But when I used to, I need to be wherever the wherever who, whoever got the gun. Because that's where they're going to be running away from. And I just feel so, I'm just hurt. And 
I'm mad and but I think like I was telling you before like all the dialogue has been very healthy um, amongst peers and people you know the community that has been affected because everybody is I think everybody is more fired up than anything to be like oh we gotta finish what cuz started because we can't let him this shit like fall Mm -hmm. by the wayside because he was really even though he has he's been around for like over a decade he was really just getting started. Mm-hmm. You and know he, what I'm saying? And he was taking his time. Yeah, he he even talks about that too. He said he'd rather go slow. He don't he don't want to rush because it's everything is a process. And when you skip steps, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying you skipping parts of the process that's necessary for for the, the level where you of where mm-hmm. you're going. You know what I'm saying? So I think the conversation really needs to be about where do what do we do? Where do we go from here? Because even like when we was talking earlier and like i've never been so felt so indebted to someone that i don't even know and that and i think that all of la feels indebted Mm -hmm. like that's how Mm -hmm. i feel i feel like i owe him Mm -hmm. something just for being him yeah so many lessons i've learned from him and i don't even know this man never met the man like it's crazy like i feel like i like i said i'm indebted to him I have an immense amount of gratitude for him and his family because it's not just him, you know, it's a family business. Mm-hmm. And um, I, at this point, I just, I, man, I mop their floors if they need me to. I man. cook their meal. I, I'll do whatever they need me to do for free. Like, what you need, man? Like, we got you. Y'all need to know, like, this ain't no fake love. Niggas really fuck with y'all. You really? know what I'm saying? Like, And they really fuck with people. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, they re- I was watching something the other day, and um, um, I was watching um, Kev on stage. You know, I love Kev on stage. Mm-hmm. And they were, um, talk- Doughboy was talking about how he met Nipsey, and he was like, he didn't even know who he was, but he was like, everybody was trying to take a picture with him. So he was like, well, I want to take a picture with him too. Mm-hmm. And he told him, like, thank you for taking a picture with me. He was like, don't ever, like, you ain't got to tell me thank you for, you know, for me saying what's up to you like i love you because you my brother i love you because you black see and everything he did he did for us and facts he made he and it's like it's like it's like us killing our dad people joke about how jay-z is and beyonce is mom and dad Mm -hmm. in la nah man nipsey i feel like nip is like my brother like nipsey is my my brother my uncle my dad, he taught, he teach you so many lessons through his music. He mm-hmm. teach you what a real nigga is supposed to be like. Mm-hmm. He teach you what you supposed to expect out of shit. Mm-hmm. He teach you if you a little hood rat, he tell you how, how you going to get treated as a little hood rat and tell you mm-hmm. what to do to not be treated like that. Mm-hmm. He teaches you everything you need to know. And he was always, he was always growing. And Which I had, it is music for sure. I had a revelation today. I don't know if you call it Revelation. I'm going to call it Revelation. I was listening to, I was watching um, the same documentary, and um, Sam was explaining how he used to wake up 6 o'clock in the morning, go get t-shirts, stand outside, hustle the t-shirts. He was explaining how he had the t-shirts, police bumped them up, took all their merchandise. He took an L. Mm -hmm. He didn't cry about it. He got some more merchandise. Back the next day, and he went back the next day. Did the same exact thing. Took another L. Police came, hemmed him up, took all his shit. 
He didn't cry about it. He did it again. He was like, we took so many L's. The police officer came. He said he handcuffed them and told them, if y'all want to sell T-shirts or y'all want to sell shit, y'all need to go find a space, rent it out, pay taxes, Mm -hmm. and we will leave y'all alone, which was not true, but... (laughs) Not all. And and do it. And they, they sat down across the street from the center that Nipsey ended up buying, and they saw Felice. And they rented it out and they sold t-shirts. They got raided. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam went to jail. They lost it. Sam got out of jail. He said he, Nipsey was doing his music. Um, this is when Hustle in the House was out. So Sam was in jail around the time of that creation. Um, and he said, okay, I want to open up the shop again. And Nipsey's like, you sure you want to open up a shop? Like, mm-hmm. we got this music going. Mm-hmm. He was like, yes, I'm sure. He was like, all right, and let's do it. Then Nip goes to jail. <laughs> but how about how about when he got out of jail, he went back to that same to corner. To the same corner. Mm-hmm. He didn't try to go nowhere else. Mm-hmm. He went to the same spot. Was selling, had his table set up and was selling the same shit until the same he had shit, enough. Until he had enough. So, yeah, I skipped that part. When he mm-hmm. got out, he hustled up some more money, sold some more merchandise. Mm-hmm. That first $1,500 that he got, he rented the office space again to mm-hmm. sell T-shirts. Which was only in a matter of like I think a couple weeks. A couple some weeks. Shit like that. They had it again. Mm-hmm. So boom, they got the they got it again. I think Nip ends up going to jail. Sam doing it by himself, and they kept switching off. Mm-hmm. So my whole point of me explaining this is that in between this, they took monetary losses, they took time losses, mm-hmm. and I feel like when they was going to have to go sit down. Mm-hmm. It's because they was trying to move too fast mm-hmm. and God was slowing them down mm-hmm. so you can, so they can get their mind right because you ain't got nothing but time in jail. Mm-hmm. You got time to read, think, study, um, research. Mm-hmm. You have that time when you sitting down. Mm-hmm. And I think that although they had to do it, I think that that process made them that great. I think, yeah, because I think I mean, they were already, like, solid dudes to begin with, but I think it's a character building. Mm-hmm. It builds a lot of character because it shows that, one, they're relentless and they're very resilient, and they persevere through all those different trials and tribulations because that ain't no easy shit. Like, nigga, you got to go sit down and do some time. Nigga, that's time. That's still jail. They had to do, like, they had each, they didn't have a long time, but, like, a year, but that's enough yeah. to research. That's enough imagine, to take Imagine L's. getting 11 months to sit down, with pure research, mm-hmm. pure strategy, mm-hmm. pure, like, nobody has that type of time. And not saying that it was a good thing that they went, mm-hmm. but I don't. I think if they hadn't went, mm-hmm. we probably wouldn't have got the same amount of greatness. I think it definitely puts a, a more, more of a value on it because you see all of the stuff that they were able to accomplish. They have to keep learning lessons. Even, yeah, even Nipsey said in a in a um, in a recent recent probably like within the last year or so, Big Boy interview, he said the only difference. He said the only um, uh, what did he say? Defining quality or characteristic or something was that he didn't quit. Mm-hmm. He kept going. Like he took multiple else. He said, "I'm not gonna sit here and say that he never thought about it." He just said he just kept kept going mm-hmm. like you know what i'm saying and and just just really just stuck to it like when you got your vision 
and you so confident in that vision, we could we we could all could learn a lesson in that because there's mm-hmm. times where we all have wanted to do something, whether it's an idea or or some type of business or a hobby, whatever it is, like and then things don't really go our way the first time, the first sign of 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 Difficult of difficulty, strife. we retreat mm-hmm. and just stop instead of just okay, well, let me regroup and keep going. We keep having to start back over, so we're really in, like, this cycle. Defeated. We feel like we're we being defeated. Yeah, and we get stuck in the same place when it's like, well, if you don't quit, you wouldn't have to keep starting from the beginning. Right. You know what I'm saying? And even if you fail, you it's a lesson. And so people people say that, you oh, I took, a, I, took a, I took a L, I took a L, I took a L, I took a L, and they always say the L is a loss. The mm-hmm. L is a lesson, not a loss. If you're looking at it as a loss, Mm-hmm. That's not what it is. You learned something from every situation that you've been through. Mm-hmm. And if you, every person that's successful, whether it's Nipsey to other local people that we know, mm-hmm. um, I'm pretty sure everything they had didn't come without some type of hurdle that they had to get over. Yeah, and that's just life. you just have to keep going, keep going and don't give up. And the difference between those who have and those who have not is that the people that have never stopped. Mm-hmm. They never folded. They kept going. They just kept... Shit happens. Mm-hmm. You have to adapt. And I think that only today I'm starting to get to accept mm-hmm. what we've lost. Yeah. But then he leaves us with racks in the middle. Yeah. He left us with this second verse that's in memory of his great friend that he lost. Facts. And he he left us with that, and now it's just full, it's a it's full we saying it to him. Mm-hmm. Like, how you die at mm-hmm. 30-something after They're banging, banging all these years. How, how that happened? It's like under and, no. if, and, and then he say, under no condition will you ever catch me slipping like bro what and you hear this and you like man you get this overwhelming like man cause what and then he says nigga if it was him he'd tell us live our life and grow live our life and grow and I feel like through his music, he communicated so much. And everything that he says, he did, mm-hmm. he experienced, and he knew. Mm-hmm. And uh, what was you just listening to? What? Um, great. What were you just listening to in the world? D- uh, Down is a great. Uh, Down, Down is a great. Down is a great, I think it's called. Yeah. Something like that. Something <laughs> like that with Kurt Cobain. Yeah. And he said, heavy is the crown when you the leader. Mm-hmm. He understood this. And this song is off one of his early oh, mixtapes. I think it's Mailbox Money. Is it Mailbox Money? Don't, I don't know. He got, know. So, Sorry. Many. He got, he got so many. He got so Sorry. many. Sorry. <laughs> I'm about to go through each one to find the one song uh. I'm looking for. I ain't even going to lie. And act like I'm burst and what is on what CD. There's so many of them. And mm-hmm. I remember he used to come to our house and drop off his mixtapes. Mm-hmm. He used to leave them. They used to be on top of our TV when you first walk in. Mm-hmm. And he used to come drop them off. 
And then when homies was there, we'd be like, hey, you got nip new CD? Mm-hmm. Get Grab one on your way out. Yeah. And we used to, t- I used to say, here, take one of these, take one of these, take one of these. And I used to remember, and then <laughs> I remember my bro got mad at me. He was like, bro, stop. He was like, get, stop giving away all the CDs. <laughs> and I'm like, we have a million of them. <laughs> Why are we holding on to all of them? Mm-hmm. And you couldn't, when Nipsey dropped a, a mixtape in the hood, and I don't know how this is for every other hood, but in the six O's especially, you're not gonna hear anything else. Mm-hmm. It's not no. Which I, is how it should it's be. It's not. You're not gonna hear nothing else. You're not gonna hear no other music when you come in the house. You're gonna be listening to it. When you go home, you're gonna be listening to it. When you walk through the front door, if it's niggas at the house, they playing it. Mm-hmm. They're gonna play the same the whole city in a circle. And I I don't know if that's in every hood with Nipsey, but in our hood, that's all you play. When you drive down the street, you hear it. And it was kind of like when Victory Lap came out, you heard it everywhere. Man. It don't matter where you was at. I can be Victory on Beverly Lap. Hills. If I see a nigga, Nipsey was playing. Victory Lap <laughs> is one of the most timeless pieces of work. And like I was telling you earlier, like normally when a, a new album drops from one of the ar- artists that I really like, even if I really fuck with that artist, I'm playing it maybe like a couple of weeks heavy, up to a month heavy. Victory Lap is the only album that I play. I still listen to Victory Lap every single day. Not in in its not in in its entirety, but I play something mm-hmm. off of that album every day. I've been playing it for the last year since it dropped. I think everybody does. I know I do. Every I, everybody I know and do. Each each month I switch a song. Maybe every couple of months. Every couple of months I get a new. I, I get a, a new, new song, song and then I listen to that. So when it first came out, I listened to Dedication super heavy, mm-hmm. and it was I listened between that and Blue Laces back and forth mm-hmm. the whole time. The upbeat stuff like um I know a lot of people like hustling all the day. Um, Man, status symbol um, too. That's I was I'm, I'm a I love mellow rap I love like soothing rap mm-hmm. um even though dedication wasn't that soothing but yeah. when he said when Nip came with that verse mm-hmm. when he said we just <laughs> he said four niggas on a slave shit these songs just the uh, I was like bro I think my favorite part of dedication bro. is when he said uh you know what I've been saying. Uh, he said, what'd he say? Uh, dedi- what'd he say? Dedication. Like, the way he say it, I'd be like, yo, uh, dedication. Oh, <laughs> but I think man. when, when, when Victory Lab. We get them with. When it, uh, oh when it first dropped, Grinding All My Life was my shit. Because that was, like, the song that really, like, because I listen to Nip every morning. So that would get me ready for my work day. Like, yeah, you know I what I'm saying? I, I have my coffee. I'm like, I'm my life. Grinding on my life. I'll be like, okay, this is getting me hype. It's getting me ready for my day, ready for whatever I got to do. I'll be in the car. Like, that's what I'm bumping. I'm like, yeah. And then after that, it was hustling, motivate. And then it just. So, like, it's just so. The whole city is so just many. Uh, amazing. And, um, like, right now, right now, double up. I don't care where I'm going. I don't care what I'm listening to. Double Up will I love that inspire hook. me. I love that Double hook. Up. I, I love it. Humble us. Never let a... And, and y'all, we going through a hard time right now. Mm-hmm. Nip left us all the words we need to get through this. He did. Every he left us life, every man. single word to get through the rest of our life. If I never listened to another artist for the rest of my life and it was just Nip, I would be okay. Mm-hmm. I would be okay. I, I would give up Beyonce. 
that's a lot. That's a the lot. Evolution, like the evolution from just you can see him grow as a man through his music because yes. when you you know when he first coming out straight off the Slauson, a young motherfucker, motherfucker named Nipsey. Nipsey. I'm turned up because I grew up in the sixties. But see, yeah. when I tell you like that's why I respect this nigga so much because it's like everything he never switched up. Never switched up. It was the same, and he was rapping about. His actual life, it, like I was telling, like I was telling you earlier, nigga, all the songs that I've heard from Nip, all the music that I've consumed over these years, I ain't heard not one lie in none of these raps. Not one. Not one lie. No cap. Four times I ain't telling no lie. I just <laughs> went it up. He ain't tell, he, it's, no, it's like the most. Okay, so like with Drake, I love Drake as well. And that nigga be capping like a motherfucker. Drake do be capping. <laughs> no, but see, okay, so Drake do be capping, but. Mm-hmm. He do be, he do be talking about like some of the shit he been through. He do, he do. But there but has not to the death of what I don't think nobody, not one rapper, besides Tupac, mm-hmm. has rapped about their actual experiences in a way that connects. I was getting ready to say, currently right now, there's not really there's very few rappers. Who were who were able to tell a story like Nip was? He's a wonderful storyteller. That and I think that's what because even even in his raps, like he is not because uh, I'm you know I'm very critical when, when it comes to music stuff. He's not very bar heavy. It's like oh my god, that punchline was crazy. He's mm-hmm. he's lyrical, but he he's just, not he's not a bar heavy rapper. But it, he be talking about some real shit. But you can't and help but you can't help but to fuck with it, like. Can't help it. Like, damn, this shit crazy. He ain't sitting here trying to flip. A, okay, so like the difference between him and J. Cole. Mm-hmm. J. Cole is very lyrical, he and is. he uses a lot of metaphors, and he likes them double entendres and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Nipsey don't do that a lot. Mm-mm. He just gonna tell it like it is. He tell it like it is in the way. And he ain't got a he ain't got a sugarcoat. He ain't got to put all that extra oomph on it. Like everybody got to put that. Oomph. He ain't gotta do all of that. He's not with the extras, and his and his beats are really simple. Simple, like his arrangements are really simple. Like here's uh for an example, the second verse on Blue Laces too, nigga. That when I tell you when he's, when he's I flash back to the shootout at the beach, twenty deep, nigga. I'm in the car with them. Like, bitch, I swear to God, I was there. I'm, I'm I'll be driving down. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I live in I live in Lancaster currently. So I'll be driving down Avenue J going towards the prison because mm-hmm. I live across the street from the prison. And I be driving down and when he saying I flash back, I be really in the car driving and when she's when he say Nigga, I when he tell, when I'm he in say the, car, the bitch panic and he made her switch seats and I'm driving down like I'm driving yeah. it's a helicopter ahead mm-hmm. on top of me and I'm swerving like cause I do like 80 going down that street because there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. And I, I swear, like, man, Nip was everything. everything I don't, I, and, everything, everything to the culture, man. And, and not even just the, like, the gang culture, gang culture in its, in its, in its entirety. That within itself. In its entirety? That within itself. He taught you how to gang bang. It really trips me out because who he was just transcended all the bullshit. And that's why. It's so shocking. It was like, how can a nigga go in any hood, walk around freely, comfortable as a motherfucker? 
how like everybody knew i don't like i'm saying i don't care who you was everybody knew like he good wherever he go wherever he go he good wherever he go I'll give he would have been better off standing on hoover and 83rd or <laughs> 83rd and western like he like you would think that's where he got gunned down there you would have thought he was standing on 83rd and something like no and that's why like everybody knew he, he was special and and just watching his life over the last 10 or so years like and he was respected like from hustling but hold on like people like from hustling to the from hustling in that same parking lot to owning two businesses in that parking lot to owning the whole parking lot and then nigga that's where you died like he loved his hood so much he died there bro it's crazy and that's why I'm like I gotta we gotta keep his brother and their family in our prayers because nigga they still gotta go in there every day and work when this when the dust settles. Can you imagine having to go back to, and be there every day with or, your or brother? saying fuck this shit and being out? And that'd be devastating. I don't think to I don't think he would Crenshaw do that. Crenshaw district and I don't think he would do I don't think anybody would do that either, but just think But just the trauma. Because sometimes people just don't want to do like sometimes people just be you don't you don't have to do everything. You know, mm-hmm. like sometimes like I don't have to do this shit. You ever mm-hmm. be feeling like I don't have to I don't have to deal with this shit. Like because, you had a job and you like I don't have to deal with this shit. Because <laughs> yeah, because here's the thing. On one side you got I mean, I can't speak for this man. I don't know this man, but I, he obviously he's he has to be going through a roller coaster of emotions. He, on one on one hand he could be like, I gotta finish what we started, like the marathon continues. Like I'm pretty sure because that's their mantra. That's that's how they live that's their lifestyle, that's, that's what they go lifestyle. by. But then on the contrary, he could be like, The fuck? Like we we doing I all this. this I gave you we gave you pretty much damn near the our whole our whole life, life to this to this community. Not damn near. To this I gave you my he, yeah. he put his life. Nipsey gave his life for the hood. He gave his life for the hood, but this how y'all do us. You know what I'm saying? Like we we doing this for y'all, and this how y'all do niggas. Like for real, ain't nobody doing. Ain't I don't give a fuck. Ain't nobody. Ain't no rapper like that in the hood as much as Nip was. Nobody in their own hood. In, in their own, own hood. city. In their own state. And if and if they are, from what I've seen or how the media portrays you in your hood for a, an event. Or some bullshit like that. It ain't never just. I'm know. here. I'm out and here. You know, and I can't because I don't know, but I know, I know that the niggas that Nip fucked with was thorough. Mm-hmm. The only other nigga I know that be in their hood as much as Nip was in his hood is Meek. Yeah, Meek stay in his hood. Meek, mm-hmm. and he know he ain't even supposed to be there. He True. know, and he and, and on championship he said like yeah, I probably ain't on, even supposed to be here because yeah, he's still on papers. So I ain't even supposed to be here, uh, <laughs> but I'm here. Yeah, he keep going to jail because he want to hang out with his homies. Mm-hmm. And that's just you know, and I just it's just nobody's nobody's done more for their community in that little bit of pocket of time. As Nip does, as Nip has done for and I, nobody. And my homie was saying, my homie, he's a West LA homie. He was like, I don't give a fuck. He was like, niggas. He was like, there ain't nobody in West LA Midtown doing that shit. I mean, you might have somebody that own a couple businesses, but not to the level of. of he really put to his the magnets. He put his people on, and you know what the crazy thing is? He started from nothing. Nothing. Funded everything himself, nigga. Like, Bitch. so that's why I'm like. There ain't no excuse. Like, he was broke just like how I was broke. Or I'm broke right now. Well, my definition of broke, you know what I'm saying? Like, to the point where now he's a millionaire. When you getting it straight up out the... They got it straight up out the mud, out the dirt. Mm -hmm. And I understand, because I come... 
I'm from where they from. I understand how it was being in the hood. Niggas mm-hmm. getting shot. Houses get. You know how many times my house didn't got raided? Mm-hmm. Bitch. Mm-hmm. My house didn't been raided. Guns didn't been found. It's fucking child services. Mm-hmm. Like, Some bitch. Real hood shit. Real hood shit. Mm-hmm. Real, real hood shit. And I'm not glorifying hood mm-hmm. life, but we went through it. And we go through it just so we can get out of it. Mm-hmm. It's for normal people that go away to college. This yeah. is how I've always seen it. Normal people, you turn 17, 18, you go away to college. Mm-hmm. In the hood, it's just getting started. You go through the drugs, the drinking, the the boys, just like they do in college. Mm-hmm. But you're not in college. Yeah. It's a house full of people all the time. Niggas asleep on floors, sofas, 15 to a bed, in and out the house. The, instead of campus police, it's the real police. Your mattress is flipped over, like real life shit. Your house getting shot up. Your kids in the house, and it's bull- you go outside and it's bullets in the in the fucking in the house. You looking like it's a bullet hole right here, a bullet hole right here. You got police officers canvassing, looking for shell casings. Mm-hmm. It's you, Nick. You gotta hide guns because you you don't want your niggas to go to jail. Mm-hmm. You gotta destroy evidence. Like it's so much shit. Living in a hood, you got to deal with mm-hmm. and dealing with the people you love because don't let them get locked up. Mm-hmm. Who going to go see him? Mm-hmm. If he ain't fucking with you, he ain't going to see him. And, and, and fortunately, not fortunately, but I know for me, for the most part, I go see my, my, my daughter's dad, but I see my daughter's dad, his brother. I didn't took my homegirls with me. Cause it's another homie up there so they can pull the other homie out. Mm-hmm. Like that's the type of bitch I am. Mm-hmm. I'm real. I'm real thorough when it comes to my niggas. Mm-hmm. If you call me, I'll patch in the call, mm-hmm. call who you need to call on three way, yeah. whatever you need to do. I keep minutes on my phone. Like mm-hmm. everybody got to play their part in the hood when it comes down to this hood shit. Yeah. You know, you got to drive the car. Nigga can't drive. You got to drive because ain't got no L's. Mm-hmm. So, having done all of this and been in, in mer- immersed in the gang culture, um, and to have somebody that went through the same experiences I went through, on not, you know, the same experience, but I can relate. Mm-hmm. Niggas then went to jail. You got to call lawyers. Yeah. You trying to get bond? You know how hard it is trying to raise three, four thousand dollars when you're on the county. Man. <laughs> you know how hard that is trying to find a lawyer that you think gonna get your nigga off. Mm-hmm. That shit is hard. That shit is draining. Going to visit niggas down at Men Central Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, Sundays, all for all for the gang life. And so, yeah. and I appreciate it because he kept that shit one hundred and. He, he showed you another he way, you another way out, and he showed you the trials and tribulations for those who don't understand. Yeah, it was definitely like what I appreciate about him. Appreciate about him so much was that he showed you two both sides of the coin. Mm-hmm. Like you got the street nigga, but then you got this extraordinary, rem- remarkable businessman. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna say businessman because for him and his brother, mm-hmm. and they can handle business. But don't get it fucked up, nigga. I'm still neighborhood nigga. Don't nip. get it You know what I'm up. saying? Like, I'll still smack the fuck out you like he did that nigga at BT. <laughs> what they say he did? That slap was crisp. 
They said neighborhood slap. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, nigga, like, yeah, don't get it fucked up. Like, nigga, I'm still neighborhood nip. Like, but I'm about my business, so I gotta move I different am, now. I am, I am, I'm gonna try to move different, but I'm not, I'm still. That nigga. Like, they don't, 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 don't test me. And niggas mm-hmm. that try you just because mm-hmm. they think they can. Mm-hmm. And that ain't like. See, that's, that's what okay so you gotta have solid niggas around and you, even and even so so and not even trying to go off topic but to bridge a gap mm-hmm. when we talk about how us dealing with niggas and the, the how they like mm-hmm. we listen to nip so we know how a nigga is supposed to act react how they supposed to carry themselves so if we messing with a nigga that don't fit the description don't fit the caliber and i feel like you a mark or a punk or a bitch or i can tell you how to move or tell you what to do like cuz like mm-hmm. I wasn't raised with no niggas like that my mm-hmm. niggas that I know and the niggas I fuck with mm-hmm. is thorough mm-hmm. most of the and they thorough nigga they from the same hood nip from mm-hmm. I'm not saying they nip mm-hmm. but I'm saying they live by the same codes and, yeah. the, and they, the, same and they doing time, the same ideals mm-hmm. so when when I say I love the Crips yeah, that shit run deep. Nigga. That shit run real, real deep. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I can't tell you about no other hoods. Mm-hmm. I don't know no other hoods. I don't know how no other hoods operate. But I know real solid niggas. And most of the solid niggas I know, they gangbang. And I ain't never going to put nothing against no nigga that gangbang. I ain't even going to do that. Because that's what taught you how to be a man. You have to go through that. And I and I pray for all the black men across America Anybody that live in any hood, every hood in every nation, I pray that y'all make it out, and I pray that y'all use this time to reflect on what's important. Yeah, reflect on what's important. That's 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 really what we need to emphasize and highlight because first of all, niggas is too old. You know what I'm saying to be doing y'all all that rah rah. You know. What I'm Niggas is too niggas is <laughs> niggas is too old and, and mostly everybody got families and kids and mm-hmm. shit now. So it's like we really need to start thinking about the bigger picture and you and should continue. if you over twenty five, just hang it up, bro. Yeah, we need to you know all that fighting and all that weird shit. Stop, like you know what niggas I'm saying. Niggas can't even fight no more. <laughs> they that's they shoot. They just they, start shooting. Niggas yeah. can't fight no more. They just, they don't do that. I ain't seen a nigga fighting. I ain't seen a nigga fight since the New Jacks. You don't know the New Jacks <laughs> If yeah. you know, you know. I ain't for 60s, nigga. <laughs> you know, you know. <laughs> but, um, but nah, like, yeah, they just shoot people now. That's it. And, you know, but we really need to start, you know, putting our money where our mouth is, literally. Mm-hmm. Um, because we need to, I mean, even black people as a whole, get y'all personal finances in order. You know, you and don't even you ain't even gotta get your personal finances in order. But you, you should. You but you should. but but you can always go to Donald Trump way, build a business, get the credit, get the money, get the fuck out. Yeah, we're just gonna do it the white people way. That's but, how they do it. But we gonna that's how they do it. But we gonna we gonna focus on our own community. Cause it's gonna take too it's gonna take too long. It is for you to try to get your shit together when you can. They don't tell you that you can start over at any moment. Right, but yeah, but we do want to emphasize that you should be a good steward over what you have, too. You should. Yeah. I'm not even going to lie. But we want to focus on putting the shit back into the community. Literally, everything that we need, as far as, like, if you live in the Crenshaw District, a black person should own everything that we need. From the liquor store. A general store. To the smoke shop. I know the smoke shop that's connected to Grill Fresh. 
on the corner of West and Slauson. Black people owned that. Before then, they were across the street by the donut. Was it the donut shop? Oh, it, okay. So it's nothing there now, mm-hmm. but right next to Louisiana, mm-hmm. it used to be a, a smoke. You used to be able to buy cigarettes and shit. It, used to be, it burnt down or some shit. I forgot what happened. But it was black owned. It was mm-hmm. owned by like some Jamaicans or something, but it was black owned. Mm-hmm. The, it used to be a smoke shop in the same center mm-hmm. that Nip is in. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, you know, they didn't last, but that. They moved around, mm-hmm. and we should be able to get something black. One of the homies, shout out to uh, Relly Well, Rocky Well, Tupac. Okay. He said, I wish I would go to In-N-Out with Nip on a fat burger. Come on now. Why? The reason why. We really got to start thinking like they, that. They have, they have Slosin Tees. Niggas was going to the swap meet to get a, a, a white tea every day. Niggas buy white teas every day. Mm-hmm. So and Sam knew that. And so what did he do? Open up a t shirt spot so you can come buy t shirts from me instead of taking your ass to the Chinese and them on the Asians. Like we really yeah. gotta start thinking like that. Like if you gotta They bit- think they thought smart and I think that we all that Nipsey's job was to empower us to do better. Mm-hmm. If you got a business, if you if you if there if you in the community, if you're in a community and you know that there's a black-owned business that has what you need. You shouldn't be going anywhere else. Anywhere else. You know you hungry, and there's a black-owned restaurant. Go there. Go there. Like, I stay like Crenshaw and Florence. They got, like, there's been plenty of times where I needed just little stuff, and I go to 7-Eleven. Like, nah, nigga, I need some milk. I'm going to Hank's Mini Market. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, go to Hank's. I'm hungry. Some some Hank's been there forever since I lived in since I lived on Eleventh Ave. Right, and but I they haven't lived it. on. They I haven't it and lived made it really on Eleventh nice. Ave since before I had a daughter. They make it's really nice in there. Like it, they're really building up the community. Like you need some meat or something. Go to it the meat market. Go to the meat market. That meat market is two of them. One of them closed. Okay, so which yeah. one closed? The, the one, one that's on Eleventh and Okay, Lawrence. so the one on Crenshaw. The one uh, by the bus stop. The one by the bus stop. Yeah, that's black open. owned. Mm-hmm. And they sell turkey chops. Even fucking stones. Like, you know what I'm saying? You can go in there and get a little something, something, whatever you even, need. Like, even when you go into the liquor store on West Boulevard, that's not black owned, but mm-hmm. it's minority owned. A dude that Ray and his family that own it, mm-hmm. they not black, but mm-hmm. they minorities. Was they Hispanic? No, he like Samoan or something. Okay, I've never been Yeah, there. he's something. His, his baby mama is black. She was a friend of mine. Okay, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, like... He like it's it's something whatever you need if you can get it like they was even saying the Shell's gas station used to be black owned. Oh, I didn't know that. But yeah, see, it's way too many little pockets of like black owned stuff. Like, and we just need to really create that even more so. Like you know, they just opened up that lash bar, and I was telling Nikita like that shit look nice as fuck. Like mm-hmm. it looked like some shit on Melrose, mm-hmm. and it's like why can't that be like and the so black does, Melrose? Yep, like, and so does um. And so does Nip. That was his whole thing. Mm-hmm. He wanted it to look like something, mm-hmm. and that you, could you bring, would go out. You could bring high end experiences to, to the, the hood. hood, and that's exactly what um all everything that we own, everything that we have, it don't have to be raggedy. Mm-mm. It could be nice. It could be modern. Because niggas like we got a the black dollar is so powerful. Mm-hmm. The black dollar is powerful as fuck. Like if we just didn't spend no money, Nick Nick, nobody in the Crenshaw district would eat. If the niggas didn't spend money. True. At all. We would not, they wouldn't eat. And you got to think, if there was no money there, they wouldn't be opening they would businesses leave. there. 
So, so something. So my my pledge, not my pledge, but my hope is that I was black like challenge. The ch- okay, my challenge. That's the word I was looking for. Sorry, y'all. I ain't ate in like three days. I only had a few French fries. I've been crying. I've been crying. <laughs> um, my challenge is to if it's black owned, go there. And if it's not, don't spend your money, especially if you're in a Crenshaw district. Mm-hmm. They, Cause they buying up everything. I used to live on Brian Hurst in 60th and, um, the white people came from Calabasas. Mind you where I lived, my, my, my apartments was black owned. The mom died, the daughter sold it and now white people own it. Mm-hmm. That guess how much they pay for that shit? What? Two million? $300,000 for the whole property for the whole fucking property. I paid you more fucking than lying. that for my house. $300,000. Like several units. It was that. two, four, it was eight units. That's it. Eight units. And they paid $300,000. Bro. And they probably charging like motherfuckers like 1,500. Yep. I just got upset. Y'all, we got to do better. We got to take right. our and, shit and when, when, in, in the midst, when they was trying, when they was doing all of that, I was trying to figure out mm-hmm. who owned it so I could buy it because I had the money at the time. I had yeah. the the means at the time to buy it because mm, you were in the market for. I was in the property. market to buy a house mm-hmm. while I was standing in my apartment building. And I couldn't figure out. I'm like, well, who owns it and who's doing this and who's doing that? Mm-hmm. And um, they bought it three hundred thousand dollars, eight units, all one That's bedrooms. Crazy, all one bedrooms. Big one bedrooms, not small room. Like yeah, I, I had a living room. Your shit was like a two bedroom apartment. It was like a, it was, it was big. the size of a two bedroom. It was a living room, a, a closet in the front, a whole kitchen with all kind of cabinetry, WD a laundry up. room, mm-hmm. a dining room, and a bathroom, I and a room. Mm-hmm. The shit was enough space, mm-hmm. and they came in and they scooped it up and bought it, and. And, and my, mind you, these are the same apartment buildings that Nipsey used to be in front of, that he used to hang out in. Like, mm-hmm. Brian Hurst 10th Ave, mm-hmm. they talk about, he talk about Brian Hurst a lot. Yeah. That's that's the hood. Um, That's the other side of the hood, depending on where you at, but, you know, that's the hood. It's no reason why, uh, it was already black owned. Mm-hmm. Another black person should have bought it. Next door to us, the Mexicans own the property. And it was just a single family property. But you know how long our property was? Yeah. They built a whole upstairs, downstairs complex behind the house. It had like eight units. See? For their family. Yeah. All family lived there. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, and we just, we just, it ain't no reason. Like, P- Crenshaw District is special to my heart. And Nipsey did so much to try to get it. If he would have had more time with us, Sloss and Donuts would have been his. Mm-hmm. Louisiana would have been his. That the whole check and that whole in, he would have bought up that whole intersection. Mm-hmm. And I challenge us to just continue that and to buy up all the Slossin. Buy that bitch up. The whole all the Slossin from La Brea. A, nigga, that's my damn sl- La Brea to Wilton. Buy that bitch up. Buy it up. Buy it up. Everything down Slauson from La Brea to Wilton should be black owned. Everybody need to bring their business. Simply wholesome, a black to their community. That whole little shopping center right there on the corner of Overhill and Slauson, mm-hmm. across the street from Simply Wholesome, them all black businesses. And I'm gonna even even challenge because I'm I'm I mean I love that community, but I'm not from there. I would love to see some shit like this in West LA and Midtown because we don't have that shit. 
Right now, if you go from like Pico and Fax all the way down that to La Brea, it's white. Look expensive. <laughs> it look expensive and white as fuck. No offense, it's nice, but it ain't ours. The only thing yeah. that's ours is that little pocket of where, where, where fucking we jamming and and Fish Spot is at and uh, Two Cents, which is on Pico and Curson. So we need to also come together and, and it, nigga, wherever your wherever your community at, when you you need to bring the dollars back to that community because to be honest with you, I'm tired of walking down the street, my grandma house, and white people looking at me crazy as if I don't belong, and Ain't like I'm no like nigga. First of all, nigga, do you know where the fuck you at, nigga? Like this is, and you know what? <clears throat> A long time ago, like okay, so when um I was a teenager. I've lived in the 60s since I was a teenager. Um, and um, we remember, anybody from 6-0 remember, and the girls around it, we, we used to have joyful summers. What's that? Joyful summers. Oh, like, have, the, like it was fun. fun. Yeah, okay. It was carefree. We used to be out all night. We had a little gang wars with the, um, I don't want to call them by it, they, the dish name because that's all I know I'm by so I'm not going to say yeah, it. Be respectful. <laughs> we don't need nobody looking for us. <laughs> but like we used to get into it with the VNGs mm-hmm. and it used to be like little shootouts and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had so much fun. Like the Crips wasn't like so really uptight. Like we used to have water balloon fights and ride bikes and niggas used to steal cars and go joyriding in them. And we used to be riding along with them, hanging out the car. Oh my it God. was really fun. <laughs> I was living <laughs> reckless. Was living life on the edge. I wasn't doing all that damn shit. <laughs> around this time, um, and I, you know, I don't know like the 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 how the city chooses the zoning and stuff like that and wh- what they're gonna do and when they're gonna do it. But around that time a lot of people went to jail mm-hmm. and young kids like they were teenagers they went to camp mm-hmm. they got out of camp they violated now they're 18 they go to the county now they're in the county and they get out and they violate now they're off to prison and that was how it went mm-hmm. now when you get out if you get caught doing anything with a gang they put you on gang injunction yeah so you can't even go to a funeral with your cousin if you're from the same gang yeah. if they catch y'all together y'all both going yeah, they're gonna sit time they're gonna give y'all stupid time and they mm-hmm. cleared out the hood doing that because mm-hmm. when they removed all the men from and our it's hood, a bunch of bullshit when they when they removed all the men from our hood it was nobody to protect it Mm-hmm. So once they was all gone and it was like, all right, and then Crash would always come up, roll up on you. I know every nigga can relate getting rolled up on by Crash. Mm-hmm. And they roll up on you, they ask you your papers, you on parole, da, 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 da. you could be mm-hmm. on probation and you got to go to see your probation officer. You have any contact with the police? Mm-hmm. Yes, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Well, what happened? And it don't matter what happened. Mm-hmm. The fact is that you wasn't, you had contact with the police. Mm-hmm. And they'll bump you up and send you off to prison and boom it's a bunch of bullshit now and then all the all the real niggas that stood for something that went to school with nipsey and were you know that stood by them scoring not all of them but a lot of them and even the ones that are out now they've all been to prison and gotten out yeah recently so you you got they gone so now with the lack of men in the community so quote unquote uh terrorizing i would say protecting the community they're gone yeah now you got white people jogging down the street walking their damn dog at nighttime down Bryanhurst. can we talk about one one thing 
And that's just what so. do what do the older I'll say the OGs or the older inactive gang members do about these little dumbass little young knuckleheads that just be out here popping it and just doing dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? What do they do about that? So I'm and I'm I'm not gonna say because I'm legit because no, I'm, no. I'm legit confused because that's something like whenever I, whenever I hear about some dumb shit happen I'm like these ain't no real reps these are some little weird ass little, that's the problem yeah you know what that's I'm why I said I put a post on my Facebook that said game banging is dead and my friend was like game banging isn't dead I'm like hey, who's about to be putting on these niggas yeah the whole like with the passing of um, Nipsey Hussle the Great yeah Nip the Great it ain't. It ain't, um, game banging ain't gonna be the same. Because at one point it was all about numbers. Mm-hmm. So you was just putting any and everything on. Versus when I was li- when I was younger and niggas was putting people on, you had to prove. You had to have heart. You had to prove that you could be from the hood. Mm-hmm. And I know niggas that got put on the hood when they was young, like 13. Mm-hmm. And they went off and did what they did or whatever they did and got sent away and they ain't seen them since. Yeah. They still upstate. Mm-hmm. And they ain't coming home no time soon. Yeah. They gonna get out, they gonna be 35. Yeah. And it's... Not that it's glorifying. Not, not glorifying that it's glorifying it. it we just but tell, tell what just it to say, what it was. like, you can't just come up. It's like they walking up saying, is y'all hiring? Yeah, that's crazy because, like, even... Y'all hiring? The Crips even, hiring? No. Well, like, I've never been from no gang, but my brother is from a gang. and uh, But he's not active, obviously. But, like, it was one of them situations where you had to have been around. You couldn't you just couldn't come just and be like, oh, up yeah, like, you had to have been hanging around and be in the set. And, you know, and then it, then it, when, mm-hmm. it, when it was your time, it was like, all right, it's time. You yeah. feel me? It wasn't no, like... Oh yeah, I want to get put on the hood. Are you guys uh? And I've, there and I've seen that. Are there any openings? I've seen that <laughs> like, with my own two eyes. A nigga will come. He's like, who is who is Cuz? Mm-hmm. He be like, oh, I'm from San Bernardino. Like San Bernardino. Okay, what you San want? San Bernardino. Well, I, <laughs> I want to be from the hood. You want to be from the hood? Okay, well, just hang out with us for a little bit of time. Cuz go get every tattoo known to the hood. That's crazy. And then That's you gotta put the to nigga me. off. Because he a mark. That's and that's and here, that's wild to me because it's like you have to have spent time. First of all, if you didn't really live over there, you shouldn't even be. You shouldn't even be, be from that hood. Yeah, you like, should be from wherever you went to elementary school and middle school. And, and, that's, there, and that's, that's and that's and that's what it really was. Like it wasn't because like oh yeah I want to be from here so bad. It's like nah I'm from here because this is where I live at. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And and niggas <laughs> and niggas just be like. Yeah, I want to get put on. Like, like you have to be like, well, who was this nigga? Because first of all, know? you got to bet. You know what you I'm saying? You got to know somebody. Like, <laughs> you got to know somebody. And they, they got to vouch for you. Right. And if you vouch for him and it turns out you a little and he weirdo. he's your little homie. <laughs> he's a weirdo. You take, and that's how I usually go. You're responsible go. for him. That's mm-hmm. how I usually go. So when there's little young niggas like that that got put on, whoever put them on mm-hmm. is the person that's supposed to discipline them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then whoever, and then that person, if they don't handle their business, mm-hmm. the person that put that person on has to like. Yeah, that's like a y'all, standard. All, it's like a whole yeah, hierarchy. A, it's, a, it's a chain of that's command. That's why you got a, a big, tiny baby mm-hmm. infant. Like, mm-hmm. that's your little homie and you're supposed to discipline them. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times the niggas, Big homies is in jail. Yeah. Like, you, it might be an in-between. You might be, you say, 
Keita Cuz. I'm Keita Cuz. Mm-hmm. I'm big Keita Cuz. Mm-hmm. I got a little homegirl. Mm-hmm. She little Keita Cuz. Then it's mm-hmm. baby Keita Cuz, tiny P- Keita Cuz, mm-hmm. infant Keita Cuz. Mm-hmm. Infant Keita Cuz do some stupid shit. Mm-hmm. Baby Keita Cuz is in jail. Mm-hmm. Little Keita Cuz is in jail. Mm-hmm. And now us two that don't know nothing about this motherfucker yeah. gotta go say something to him. Mm-hmm. And most of the time we don't we don't go down that far. Yeah, because it's like it's not worth my time. It's not it's not mm-hmm. even my problem. Mm-hmm. But because you got my name, it is my problem. Because mm, you ain't about to drag it through the mud. You can't drag my name through the mud. <laughs> and that's why a lot of niggas' names don't. And a lot of niggas from hoods got a lot of names. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know why I don't know how, where that come up. Like that game little how they got so many names. Cause I know niggas from hoods and they known by a lot of names. And it's like, how do you have so many names? <laughs> like, I'm also known as also known as like, why you got so many names? Also known as that's my daddy name and my big homie and my little homie and then me and him did a mission together, so I became this little homie. Like, wow, it's a lot of y'all. <laughs> and this one little person, it's <laughs> a lot of y'all. The same person. <laughs> like, yeah, you mean him? And then that's why I be confused. So when people ask me, like, do you know XYZ, XYZ? I always say no. Mm-hmm. I know them when I see them, but mm-hmm. I don't even try to remember nobody's hood name. Yeah, what's the point? I'm not even going to try. Like, <laughs> especially like new niggas. Like, if I haven't known you like the last five years, I'm not mm-hmm. even going to try to remember your name. Yeah. And if they be like, you know him, he be with such and such and such and such. He be like, the skinny one with the tattoos on his neck? Yeah, him. No, not that one, the other one. And then they all look alike. And then you're like, I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> At this point, I'm confused. So, yeah, man. Like, I don't know. Man, this was, I feel like this was such a healing conversation for me. Like, it was. I mean, even though, like, I'm still, you know, it's taking I'm going to cry some, in the morning. It's going to take, <laughs> I'm going to cry in the car. It's going to take some time. Like, I haven't laughed this much since Sunday, man. Like, yeah, this was I haven't, I haven't, let, I don't, I haven't found anything funny. If I'm going down my timeline, like bitch, somebody has it's to say not the any, time for memes, bitch. Yeah, go. Anytime somebody <laughs> post a meme, I be like disrespectful. <laughs> like bitch, nip go. We don't have time for this shit. <laughs> oh, and, I, and I really be feeling like that. Like I somebody, be feeling, yeah. If somebody post something like, oh look, ice cream cone. I be like, yeah. Bitch. That's how I be feeling too. Anybody post shit about boyfriends or a little lovey dovey shit? Yeah. I'm like, bitch, get the fuck out of here with that I bullshit. Put, I put on one of our things. This on one of my things, I put vent. Take your time to vent. This like on a Monday afternoon. And then you're gonna say, well, I haven't been getting any. I was like, it's not the time, bro. I don't care. <laughs> We don't care. Oh, we really God. don't care. And I was just like, damn, I'm mad. Like, oh, I God. Been oh, mad. No, oh, God. Like, I've been big mad because anytime I see some little, little, you know, it, I, I was doing it on the shade room too. Like, shade room posted some shit about like Tamar or like somebody having Nobody a baby. Cares. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about none of that. Bitch, nip, gone. Like, they killed our nigga. That's all y'all should be focused on. That's what matters. Nipsey, motherfucking That's hustle. It. The great. That's it. I don't give a fuck about anything else y'all got going on. I don't give a fuck about no no funny ass memes. No. I don't give a fuck about. It's not the time. It ain't the time. It ain't the time. And it, everybody like well, and then everybody with all their conspiracy theories. 
I don't have a problem with anybody and whatever theory just they feel. It don't even matter at, at this it's, point. It's neither here nor there. And, 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 I, and I really get mad at the people that care about what, the people that want to figure, whoever want to be the Detective Judy's. I let, them, think. Let, them, let them be murder she wrote. And you know the crazy thing? What I've seen is like, stop talking about hood politics if you're not from the hood, if you're oh. from this. Um, mm I didn't, that didn't sit well with me, and I had put a post up about it because just because I'm a female yeah. and just because I, I'm not a gang member doesn't mean I can't have an opinion about the situation. And it don't or, mean I don't know what's what. Yeah, and it don't mean I don't know what the fuck is going on. Because, I, I probably know more than what y'all know. Because niggas keep hitting me, asking me questions. I'm like, look. Listen. Stop asking me questions. I don't know nothing. I don't know nothing. I don't know who that is. I ain't never seen that person a day in my life. I'm not mm-hmm. reposting no picture of him. I don't mm-hmm. know who that is. Mm-hmm. Because here's the thing about Until I politics. found out I didn't know who that was. That was the crazy oh, part. Oh, yeah, that was crazy. That was the wild part. If he did it. That nigga did it. I'm going to say he did it. I'm going to say whoever did it. And, here's the, and this is the thing. They saying he did it. Which is cool, and then I heard it was two people in on it, and then I'm like, okay, two people. Who the fuck is the two people? Then the man was like, oh, well, somebody came up, said, hey, I do music, da da da, da and he walked away, and then another nigga walked up, or were they in cahoots? I don't fucking know. Again, I'm not Ace Ventura Peck Detective. Yeah, I think I don't know. Everybody want like they want answers. That, that, we want answers, and I think everybody goes through that when like somebody passes away because you replay all your shit in your mind. Well. If he would have if he would have told somebody where he was going, this wouldn't have happened. If the shooters was out, this wouldn't have happened. How y'all let this happen? And how I felt nigga, like that. How the, I felt like that first too, because I was like, because like I told you, I was in such disbelief that somebody would actually have the audacity, the uh, the motherfucking the guard, the gall exactly to shoot a nigga like Nipsey Hussle, and that's why I feel like he tripled back. Because he knew he had whatever he did, nigga. He better had finished that shit because he knew if he, that nigga would have lived. A rap, you feel me? Like don't, and then the nigga already know who you is. Like, come on, bro. Like you trying to prove a point, or what you trying to do? Because, like I was telling you before, like I've never heard any. I've, I've literally have never heard one negative thing about Nipsey Hussle in my life. Never, never. Everybody loved Nipsey. It, I feel like you have to have so much hate in your body, in your heart. You have to have like a stone, uh, like a, a a heart of stone, to do some shit like that mm-hmm. in front of that. Even though his that nigga baby was there, like and to kick that nigga in the head, like are you old man? Look, but I digress. Like I said, that's neither here nor there. Mm-mm. It don't even matter. To it me, don't even the, matter. The thing is that we lost a homie. We, we lost, lost a, a homie, brother. a brother, a we hero. We lost a friend. We lost a hero. We lost an activist. We lost legend. Our, a legend, a philanthropist. We lost a sixty. We lost. We lost neighborhood nip. Thundercat. And that's really all that matters. So people keep calling me, asking me what happened. It don't matter. It don't even matter. It matters. I don't I tell them I don't know and they get mad. What we finna do about it. I ain't about to I'm not about to sit here and go back and forth with y'all about shit I don't know about that people don't know about. That's not gonna change nothing. Nothing. Because I only saw the angle from where I seen it from and I can't I wouldn't know who that was. All I see is bodies, and I know who is and who I by think, what they had on. And yeah, and I think it's probably best that we don't see the store camera footage because I don't want to see that, but I do want to see a still frame of the person. Yeah, I, I yeah, I agree. I would. Everybody's like, "Where's the store footage?" 
Man, I think that would fuck us up on a whole nother level. Whole nother level. Because that's that's up close. Because that was a that's all we didn't even eat that, and that was enough. Mm-hmm. Because and that, that was, was from, up close, and then was new cameras, mm-hmm. not old cameras from nineteen ninety five. We talking about some new cameras mm-hmm. with some ring type shit, mm-hmm. some clear ass cameras. We don't need to see that. And I know his brother probably saw it. His daddy uh, probably saw it. Oh my god! And it's probably like, bro. Oh my god. It's just, it's just, and then you got clout chasing ass, uh, people want to be fucking journalists that want to link this nigga to some shit that ain't got nothing to do with him. I'm telling you right now, if I hear any type of nip slander or anything around me, you getting blocked. Or anybody saying, well, I don't understand and what's the big deal? Get the fuck out my face. If you, yeah, if you online doing that shit, you getting blocked. If you around me, I might slap you. Like. It's that serious. Like, don't play. You feel me? Like, I'm not about to play. Like, this is when I tell y'all, like, and people, sometimes people, like, you know, people want to say, oh, y'all wasn't worried about him. When, oh, like, no, nah, nigga, I yes, listen, I was. Yes. I listen to Nipsey Hustle every, every day. day. I, I watch YouTube videos with this nigga. Uh, not with this nigga, but I used to watch interviews, uh, any type of content. I used to check YouTube every single day for new Nipsey Hustle content to see if he had any, any interviews, any, anything out. Like, Every day, I used to tell Keita, like, all the time, like, I used to tell Keita and other people, that's my mentor. He's going to be my mentor one day. I'm going to work with him one day. I'm going to work for him. I don't give a fuck if I was his personal assistant. Yeah, like, I don't give a fuck if I was his personal assistant. And I even told me and Keita, like, we sat down and we wrote down every person that we wanted on our podcast, Mm -hmm. that we wanted to talk to, and to go through all of that and the person that was at the top of our podcast, we can't even ever talk to. Yeah. They can't ever co-sign for we us. Sat, we sat there. First of all, we had on our goal list for this year was by the end of the year, I'm gonna meet, we going to meet Nipsey Hussle. That was one of the, our goals. Number two, we actually sat there and did like a degree of separation as far as like how many people away we knew for actually meeting him. And a lot of times it was like we was one person away from meeting that nigga. Like and, because and, we and knew I, somebody, and, and I've met, and I've met him. Like, but I didn't have, I, I haven't had a conversation with him. But I've only met him because he's been at my house, mm-hmm. and that, and that's, that's the reason why. But he wasn't there, so he wasn't I there to you, fucking kick it with me. So I went to go mind my business like a good girl yeah, do. So like when I tell you, like Nip was in my everyday conversations, one person away, literally in my everyday conversations, where where if that was just on some music shit or some business shit. Or me just seeing some shit on Instagram or seeing some shit on YouTube, it didn't matter. Literally, I, I used to watch. I I could just go to one of the homie baby showers and he'll be there, and I could give him my going bad podcast card. Like here, bro, check us out when you ever you get a chance. And he might have checked it out. Knowing the type of nigga he was, he probably would have. Like, he would have, and know. and that was stolen. Yeah, I feel like that's why I feel like I've been robbed. I feel like I was robbed of like greatness. Of this is stolen greatness. Of greatness of like possible opportunities, but I mean that's n- neither here nor there. I just gotta do what I gotta do, but I just gotta take that motivation and that inspiration and and like I said, my gratitude for everything that I've learned from him indirectly, which is crazy, and just use that to move forward. I think that's what everybody else needs to do as well. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs to be focused on hustle and motivate. Hustle and motivate. Making an impact, like, because all that shit is null and void if you ain't making no impact. So, yeah, like, chase your dreams and get your money. And it might take five years. He said the marathon store 
took them three to four years to get to where they got. And look at all the money he got. Mm-hmm. Look how long it took just because the haters, the LAPDs is haters. Mm-hmm. They kept bumping them up, taking them to jail, mm-hmm. finding, you know, finding a little work. We mm-hmm. talking about weed. Mm-hmm. We ain't talking about, well, I don't know what the fuck they had in that stuff. Yeah, who I don't know. That's some street niggas. They like, street they, niggas. They knew what they was doing. Like, we need this storefront yeah. so we can flip this money to yeah, get like, real money. I they mean, have to keep I, flipping I'm not, that. I'm not going to imply nothing, but you know what the fuck going on. <laughs> like, we knew. We knew niggas knew what's up. Niggas, you have to get the, you have to use the storefront to look like you got legit money <laughs> to funnel it with your illegal money you know to make go. sure that you was getting everything you had to yeah. get until you didn't have to get illegal money no more. Right, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that's where they was at now. Everything was definitely legitimate. Everything's legit. Yeah, now, <laughs> at I think they was they was probably, they, right before they built out the marathon store, uh, Sam sat down for 11 months, he said. And yeah. they had to. They kept paying rent on a space that they weren't using. Hello, <laughs> because they didn't want because they didn't want to lose the space. Uh-huh. It took them forever to get that corner spot. Uh-huh. It used to be a phone store. It, uh-huh. It's still a phone store. The they got T-Mobile. Yeah, and, and he he owns a phone store, uh-huh. a phone store, a barbershop, a food store, uh-huh. a clothing store, and a basic needs shop. All in that one thing. And a burg and a fat burger. And a fish spot. And a fish spot. And a co-working space. And a co-working space. And I'm going to challenge y'all this. You know, Vector 90's been open about, I think, almost a year now, or if not a year. No, almost a year. And I haven't been to that spot not one time. I would always say, oh, I'm going to go this month. I'm going to go. Now, nah, fuck that. As soon as they reopen, I'm in that motherfucker. Like, all y'all young entrepreneurs, y'all need to tap in to that space. Um... Or any other co-working spaces that are black-owned. There, I know there's also one in Inglewood. There's one in the Merck. Because um, David Gross, his partner, David yeah. Gross, he is a black billionaire. He's a billionaire? That's what I heard. He That's ain't no billionaire. He a millionaire, not a billionaire. He said, he, nigga said B. <laughs> he said B. Well, I know I, he's I, a... I listen to a, the... I, okay, so I listen to the... I li- he probably ain't a billionaire, but Nipsey said billionaire. He's definitely rich. He's definitely he said, a real estate like guy. He said that his 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 he said how he met him. He was at a Laker game or a basketball game. Floor seat. Floor seat. Mm-hmm. Minding his Which business. You gotta have money for. Minding his business, mm-hmm. and the other dude next to him was minding his business. He mm-hmm. said they didn't talk the first half half of the game. He, they started getting some shots, and then he was like, "Hey, you Nipsey?" He was like, "Yeah." He was like, "Oh, I'm David Gross, and you know, mm-hmm. um, I'm a real estate developer or whatever, mm-hmm. and um." I got an idea, and I want I want to see if you want to help me with it. He was minding his business, mm-hmm. and the opportunity just fell in his lap. Yeah. He didn't even do nothing to get that. And that's another thing, too, y'all. Stop being so scared to talk to people. Like, tap in to to your networking and with, your, with people. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because here's the thing. <clears throat> you can't do this by yourself. No. And this is what I'm really coming I'm into coming to this realize year. That too. I can't do it by myself. I'm not great at everything. Even and though I don't even want to be great at everything. Even though <laughs> I'm good at a lot of stuff, I don't... It's, it's, it's one thing to be good at a lot of things and great at one thing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like if you're going to be a jack of all trades, you can be a master or none. Yeah. So it's like you really need to... Y'all really need to tap into your network. Stop being afraid to talk to people. Stop thinking people are always going to steal your ideas all the time and find people who are willing to collaborate with you mm-hmm. and people that you could trust, even though it's easier said than done. I think 2019 it's imperative. should be a year of collaboration. collaboration. Hey, you know what? I fuck with that. 
A year of collaboration. A year of collaboration. And I, I find myself, like, a lot of times I don't want to reach out to people that I know and people that um, I admire, they hustle, and I admire their business. But when we reach out to them, like, you reach out to, you know, the Rothstein store. Mm-hmm. They like whatever you need. I list, I reach out to Gina Views. Shout out to Gina Views. Um, but you know what the common thread is about with that is relationships. Yeah. You actually, you have to nurture them relationships. They can't always be no give take 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 yeah, what are you bringing to the table because yeah, like, if do you need me to do anything and i used to always um with and what and what's funny is um so uh danny knows um uh champ at the rothstein store well i know okay so i know anthony that's who i went to school with okay, and so i know champ anthony. through and, anthony. She knows An- and okay so i know gina she knows gina as well gina mm-hmm. views mm-hmm. and Gina knows Champ because they used mm-hmm. to have a radio show together called mm-hmm. The Panty Drawer. Mm-hmm. And I used to listen to The Panty Drawer every single when She told me she had it. Mm-hmm. I I literally used to tap in. Yeah. I listened to the whole show. Mm-hmm. And it was a really, really good show. And I loved it. Yeah, I never listened to the show, but I did watch the cyphers that she did because mm-hmm. I used to just fuck with... Like, I never really her got... Movies. I never had a personal relationship with her. We just worked together for a brief time. But... I fuck with what she was doing in the movie just because my love for hip hop music. Yeah, you know and I loved how she <clears throat> and she's really she tapped t- in. She's like... really tapped in, and she really she loves it. She mm-hmm. she she told me one time that she wanted to um, be um, she wanted to be a host on One Hundred Six and Park. That was her dream, and she couldn't be that. Mm-hmm. But she created her own lane. Mm-hmm. She just said, "Okay, well, I'm gonna do it anyway." Then that's that's the type of <laughs> mind frame that anyway. we have. Is like if, if there's something that's not available, we have to create those opportunities. And she just did it, and she mm-hmm. hosted. Them and who cares who watches? This is what she wanted to do. This is her dream, mm-hmm. and she's chasing it. Mm-hmm. And she don't. And a lot of times we get caught up, and we don't need the money. And I've heard this from a lot of entrepreneurs where they say, "Well, we don't have the money to do this. We don't have the money to do that." Well, we got to figure they, it out. They, they, no, they said start with what you got. Yeah, you, yeah, you start with what nothing. you got. You got $20, how much a t-shirt cost to make? $20, sell that one t-shirt. Well, look, nigga, you, Get see, that t-shirt you off. see how we in this motherfucker. Girl, we in this shit. And this was, I was just like, we, we've we been talking about having investing a podcast. In, in, yeah. we, we were talking about having a podcast since like November, mm-hmm. December. Yeah. And we just kept letting time pass by. It was January, then mm. it was February, and I was just like, so what's up with the podcast? We, was we like, kept talking it. about it. Yeah. And I was just like, well, we need to put a concrete date on it because we're going to keep on saying, okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So we finally was like, you know what? March 1st. March 1st. Mm-hmm. Boom. We're going to start our podcast March 1st. Mm-hmm. We're going to drop a podcast every Friday. Mm-hmm. We're going to record. I'm going to commit to it. She's going to commit to it. Do we have equipment? We got all you need. We got a the mic <laughs> and a motherfucking recorder. That's all you need. Mike Shit. and a motherfucking recorder. So, nigga, if you want to start, it. if well, no matter start with if, what you got, start with what you got. If you want to start a podcast, all you need is boom, get you a mic. You got you a laptop. You got a phone? So, yeah, really, if you got a phone, you can record on Anchor. All our stuff is syndicated. This we not affiliates or nothing, but I'm just telling y'all. It's no excuse to just not start. If you got to go take your ass on Anchor, you can record on your phone. They got intro music, whatever. You can uh, edit your shit on Audacity. That's free. Boom. You can make your cover art on Canva. Like, stop playing. Like, stop playing. The way, a, yeah. I made this thing on Canva. <laughs> she uploaded this shit. Mm-hmm. And we, we a team. We yeah. sit down and we figure it out. Mm-hmm. We enjoy talking to each other. We enjoy chopping it up. We have fun. Whenever we together, we have fun. Like, even mm-hmm. on this episode... It was very somber, but we haven't laughed. Like, we haven't seen each other since 
Sunday. Sunday. Mm-hmm. Sunday night. Since we went Sunday to the Shell night, station. we went to the Shell station. Mm-hmm. When we found out, we linked up and we went down to the Shell station, and we hadn't, um, we haven't, we haven't seen each other since. And it's mm-hmm. Wednesday now, and we've both been sad and crying and depressed, and we haven't. We've tapped in with each other, but it's really like awesome, short like, and like, damn, oh, okay, like, how you are? All right, I'm good. I'm going to talk to you later. Boom. Yeah. Out of there. Um, this is really time to really lock in and get focused, y'all. Don't let our niggas' death be in vain. Like, don't let get up. He would, y'all, y'all. he would not want us to just sit around and be sad. He what would he be like, he would want us to get to work, nigga. Uh, live your life and grow. Live your life, <laughs> he left us. If you ever, he, leave, he, if he you laid ever, the blueprint he, for us, he, he y'all. He laid the blueprint for us. Every emotion that y'all feeling, he got a song for it. Um, if y'all feeling depressed and y'all feeling down, go listen. Go listen to Racks in the Middle. That was the perfect song. Go listen to that second verse. He said, if it was him, how he would want us to do and what he mm-hmm. would want us to do, live your life and grow. He wish we wish you were here with us. We don't understand it. Just like he didn't understand. Mm-hmm. And he's seen a lot of death in his lifetime. Mm-hmm. A lot of his homies didn't die. A lot of his homies got locked up. He know what this grief that we feel and feel like. Mm-hmm. And he left us with something to help us get through us missing him. And if it was him, he would say, nigga, live your life and grow. That's what he would want us to do. And I think that it would be heights. a disservice if we if we, if we were to it. do nothing with our lives, um, we were listening to another another Nipsey song earlier, and he was talking about um, he he had a verse in there how he was talking about people in prison. Mm-hmm. He was like, "How dare you not take advantage of the time that you got when this nigga sitting down wishing they had that time?" Mm-hmm. He didn't say that exactly, but you know, so so I think. Y'all get to work, nigga. But us too. Us too. Yeah, that includes us. We talking to ourselves first. We talking. We talking to me because you know I got a million ideas. We all do, but it's but like, I need I need boot soldiers because I like we, to be like we and uh, I'm gonna put it out there, man. Like we, you know, we understand the value of collaboration. So if y'all, if y'all need us, if y'all got something, if, if y'all, y'all need, need us, partners, y'all got some. Y'all need us. Y'all got an event. Y'all I'll need us to be there. I'll take ten percent of anything instead of zero percent of nothing. <laughs> Hello. So if I can't do it and I can't contribute, look, if you got a hundred percent of the company, let me come put my ten percent in so I can own it. Oh Listen. god, if you got any plays, let us know. Like, cause we We'll find it. I'll find the money. Yeah. I don't have a problem so, with that. <laughs> but yeah, I think we should close and um I think we should close with a Nipsey song and I think we won't get copyright infringement because he owns all his music and who would not let us use it? <laughs> Sam would not not let us use his music. That's true, but I want to close with: um, Is there any message that you want to relay to Nipsey? Oh my and just uh, I okay, I want to relay to Nipsey that I appreciate you, I respect you, and I just want to say thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart, not just for me, um, for my daughter, for her dad, the way you inspire him and he's locked up and the way you keep him going and the way you motivate him. 
I know that is going to change his life for the better when he finally is out. Um, a lot of niggas in prison look up to you, bro. And I know they hurting real bad right now. They, I know they really, really hurt because they wish they could have been there. And they feel like if they was out, it wouldn't have never happened the way it happened. Um, and I just want to say thank you. And I appreciate you. And I'm going to try my best to make sure that every day of my life, uh, I spend it uplifting and carrying out your message and what you were looking for. Um, I love you to death. Miss you. But thank you. Thank you, bro. That was beautiful. <laughs> Man, I just want to say, I really wish I had the pleasure of meeting you, even though I had like a whole life of ours in our head that I had in my head. And I would I would replay a scenario. I would like envision these scenarios and act them out, like what it was going to be like when I, when I got to meet you. And uh, I had a script. But to be honest with you, I felt like I probably would have just gave you the biggest hug, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? I just want to thank you for the bottom of my heart, like, for really showing us and teaching me personally how to be a crip. How to be, <laughs> not how to be a crip. Yes, for me. Um, teach me how to really what it is about laying a foundation and building up businesses and doing things properly and really taking your time and enjoying the process and really going through that shit. And if that means you got to eat shit and live low for like a few years just to get where you want to be, then that means that you feel me? Like, cause he really helped me through this. Oh, I'm about to start crying. Cause he helped me because like I had, I moved back in my mama house in January and, uh, it's been an adjustment, but I'm like, on the bright side, look, I'm saving my money. You know, my bills, my bills ain't that high no more. So I can really set myself up if I work it right. You know what I'm saying? And just like, just watching how he did things and how he, everything from like how he ran his Instagram account, like little shit like that. It was, everything was just so strategic and calculated. It was like, nothing was just, he never just did anything off the fly it was always a purpose behind what he did or behind what you did excuse me and um yeah I just want to thank you I just want to let you know that I love you so much I'm gonna miss you and um I just love you man so yeah run your victory lap cuz <laughs> I the marathon continues and we're not gonna let you down fool at all we love you fully I wanna I wanna say and this part gets skipped a lot by people. I wanna say thank you to to Sam. Oh my god. I love Sam. I love Sam. Sam, thank you. We love for you. your de- for, for your you determination. For your go getter attitude, because I know there will be no nip. It would no it would man. It without the team that Nip had, I just wanna thank his team. I wanna thank I wanna Adam. I wanna take thank Adam. I want to thank both the fats. Rest in peace. I want to thank Sam and Nip. Like, 
y'all set the foundation for what we need to do in black Sam, that determination that you had that when I heard you tell that story and then I also when the emotion I, he showed when he started crying, bro. When he when he said that we be joking that Nip need a plaque, bro, you wasn't joking. That was serious, bro. He need he need everything. He need all the plaques. He need all the plaques, all the accolades, everything. And I don't care what where he from. I don't care what they say he did. I don't care what kind of negative connotation they try to put on this man. He was a king and he was great. And you was there by his side every step of the way. And I just want to I just want to say thank you for being the big brother that he needed throughout his whole life. And I pray that you can find peace. Find peace and I pray that you can continue to help us achieve his goal. I I really 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 want Sam to help us continue to lay out this foundation to continue this marathon. I want you to reach out to us if you need us. And by us, I mean I me know. personally, and I mean the community. And if, man, if you need if us. If anybody know how to get this into his hands or listen to it, like, tap in. Like, I'll cut, like I said, man, I'll we, come sweep the floor. Whatever you need us to Your do. Your grandma need to go to the doctor. I'll what? take her. You feel me? What you need, well, anything you we need, got, we, we got, got you. We got y'all, man. We got y'all, and I, and I just, I just want to thank you for just always being you like anytime you fall through the shop and you see sam he talked to you like you he know you like you his sis and he don't know nothing else how the kids how your mom he ain't even gotta know your mama mm -hmm. he gonna ask about her <laughs> like that type of and, and nip had that same spirit and they love their people, man. They love their community and they love their hood. And I just can't believe that this happened. And I'm so heartbroken. And the whole city is hurt. And I pray for all the black men out there that y'all find peace and y'all don't feel the need to. Know y'all worth, please. Yeah, y'all y'all worth more and alive. And everybody going to get what's coming to them. God going to deal with everybody individually. And I just, man, I guess that's all I got to say because I'm about to start crying. So I probably should just shut <laughs> up. <laughs> so on that note, we love y'all. We love y'all. We'll see y'all next week. And we'll try to be more cheerful. <laughs> you want to give them a neighborhood? What do I want to get in the neighborhood? What's your neighborhood? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. You say neighborhood fully? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so when I be on the phone with my baby daddy and we be talking, so that nigga's really my friend. So we're friends. We're like, he's not my nigga. He's married. So he's my friend. So when we on the phone, he be like, all right, neighborhood cuz. I be like, all right, neighborhood fool, stay safe. This is how we talk. Mm -hmm. So when I say he teaches how t taught me how to be a crip, like I this is how my lingo, like this is how I talk. Mm -hmm. Because when I talk to a nigga I used to fuck with, I be like, all right, cuz, mm -hmm. what up, cuz, what up, fool? <laughs> all right, neighborhood, cuz, like that's how I talk. Like I don't know nothing else. And they be like, well, you can, you know, go to another hood and commingle with them. Hell no, so I could be like tramp this and tramp that and get beat up. <laughs> I'm gonna say something out of pocket. <laughs> Man, man, listen. I'm gonna say something out of pocket. I remember this one time. Look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave this on a happy note. <laughs>
this one time I was hanging out with the uh, A Trace. Oh my god. Yeah, right? I don't have no business over there. Girl, listen. So I was hanging out with the A-Trays and this nigga was like feeling on me and touching on me. And I was like, on oh, neighborhood crib cuz, take on no, I was like on 60 crib cuz, take me on. <laughs> he was so hot. I know he wanted to shoot my he wanted to blow my motherfucking brains out. Did this turn off? He wanted to blow my motherfucking brains out. I know he did. He was like, man, come on, come on, cuz, let's go. Let's go. Let me, let's take them home. I was like, man, I was so mad. He was mad. I was mad. He was just wouldn't stop touching on me. I was like, cuz on 6 Crip, take me home. He was like, say less. <laughs> oh, that drive home was awkward. <laughs> but um, I'm going to leave on that note. Like, he was going to respect my crib in that night. Hello. You're not going to just be rubbing all up on me, bro. Um, but to all my bros all, that's out there, if y'all listening, if y'all hurting, I know y'all hurting, man, cause I'm hurting and y'all, y'all way more tapped in than I am. Um, I love y'all. I love every six O that ain't a mark. And, um, I love y'all, man. Y'all my brodies. I really, really love y'all. GI, Conrad, Newport. Rabbit, Flintstone, Baby G.I. I love all y'all, man. TG, PB Week. I love y'all. I love my bros. I love y'all. And I just want all y'all to just stay safe because I can't take no more of this shit. Mm-hmm. We can't lose no more. We didn't lost a, whew, a whole lot. Rest in peace to all the crips we lost. I'm just ranting at this point. <laughs> I'm just on a rant. <laughs> Because I would start saying their names. Uh, Janky Blue. Blue Shay. (laughs) Oh, my bros, man. Say bye. (laughs) Until next time. Bye.